come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. to hear this shocking podcast unless you agree to release this show of all responsibility for death by fright. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hello. And Chris Minotti. Hello. Hey, howdy, hey. Welcome to the show, everybody. It was Halloween yesterday, if you're listening to this the day it comes out. What? How's that work? Yeah, time, the time. <laughs> the future became the past, which is their present. The news of tomorrow. <laughs> the news of the future. So kind of in spirit of that, we have decided to take a look at the Disney MGM Studios restaurant, the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater restaurant. It turns out sci-fi was pretty much also just all horror back then, huh, right? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. There was no aspiration there's of nothing, sci-fi. There's nothing good in space, I mean, Mike. it's still always aliens and UFOs. Yeah, with lots. I mean, that's going to come with some horror but, elements well, for Even sure. back then, just straight up monster movies were like sci-fi, <laughs> really. You better just stay on Earth where it's safe, Mike. <laughs> and out of beaches, oceans. Yeah. No Deserts. sexy party for you. What, sexy party. If there's a sexy teenage party at the beach, you do not go to that. <laughs> Stay home and play video games, please. Much safer. Well, back in the fifties, Mike would have probably been reading like comic books and listening yeah. to uh, I would have been serials on the radio. Yeah, that's true. I would have found some way to be a giant nerd. I would have had a pocket <laughs> protector. That's right. Stuff. That's right. All right. So this uh, restaurant uh, did not open with the park. It opened on April twentieth, nineteen ninety one. Let us go back. The number one movie that weekend was Out for Justice. AJ, before I even read anything else about this, I'm like, this sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. It's a Steven Seagal movie. (laughs) How how many number one movies did he ever have? I mean, it was rated R, too. So, yeah. yeah. I hope he got his justice. (laughs) Probably. He was out for (laughs) it. If I had to guess. Uh, Of Disney note, Jerry Orbach was in this movie, the voice of Lumiere. Oh, oh, how about nice. that? How yeah. about that? Now, the number three movie is much more exciting because that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Much more exciting. By far, as a kid, by far my favorite movie. I don't, I don't, oh, I, yeah. I didn't check to see when that came out. So I'm I don't sure this was an opening weekend. No, no, it wasn't. So I don't think it did as well as the first Turtles movie, which made like $100 million back then and was technically an indie film. It was the most successful indie film ever, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting like, fact about that. But, oh, Secret of the Ooze so is incredible. Just so, so much fun, so much cheesy fun. Mm-hmm. The vanilla ice. Ending. Oh, yeah, right. That's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good. At the beginning with the ceremonial donut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Num, 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 little Julie, little Julie. <laughs> <laughs> what a good movie. Oh, my gosh. I wish right? Disney made it. I would do a three part series. <laughs> <laughs> What else about uh, 1991 here? Uh, so on April 11th of this month, the musical Miss Saigon, created by Claude mm. Michel Schoenberg. And uh, Alain Boubli, I don't know, opened on Broadway and uh, at the Broadway Theater in New York City. 
I don't know too much about this one. How about you, Mr. Theater Major? Uh, it's, it's a big I've heard of show. it. I, I've never seen it, but... It, you know, it was a big deal at this open then because it's you know, it was a long running. To me, this seems standard. like this seems like Andrew Lloyd Webber era stuff, right? Right, right. Well, it would have been pre, right? What, no, what? no. Cats ones, cats and stuff was eighty. Eighties, yeah. What? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, cats is old. Wow, cats I did old. not expect Kate Cat, cats, cats in the eighties. Cats is old. Uh, on April twenty second, Johnny Carson announced that he would retire from the Tonight Show the following uh, year. That's nuts. I, I don't really, re- I don't remember ever sitting down to watch a Johnny Carson. No, Tonight no Show. I, I never, wasn't allowed to yeah. stay up that late back then. Although I tell you, I, it's I, weird. I, you would have remembered maybe like seeing one live and not even know it. No, no. yeah, I did go back. I was watching when uh, Jim Henson went on Johnny oh, Carson. Yeah, yeah with he, Ro- with uh, first he pulls Ro- out Doctor Teeth and then he brings out Kermit. But it's great. He's, he's got Dr. Teeth there and Johnny Carson's like, so uh, how, how would you uh, describe the music that you do? It's a uh, catastrophe music. <laughs> uh, it's a towering inferno with bongo drums. <laughs> I like that. I yes. like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. They just a- Speaking of real quick, they just did a Mr. Blue Sky cover with yeah, Dr. Yeah, Teeth. Yeah, today. yeah, it's pretty good. There's yeah, a good book about that when he uh, when Carson retired and it was Leno and Letterman fighting for who was going to get the Tonight Show called yeah. Night Shift. That oh, I yeah, recommend. One of your favorites. Yeah, Letterman, but- Letterman has a good tie-in with the right next door at the Monster Sound Show, he did the pre-show yeah, originally right. back when he was still the he did late night at that point. Right. Yeah. It opened, which is weird enough. Also, he was part of Superstar Television. Look at me tying this all in. Go. Like Look going linear, right? Look at that. I was on that bit. You were. I was. Hey, Dave, why don't you ever do something with a turkey? And then he threw a turkey off a building onto a trampoline. There you go. That was my big, I know, my big it, break. It's, ba- it's barely the cutoff, but a superstar television episode is definitely happening. <laughs> I know it's '89, <laughs> yeah. but it, it, it existed through the you, '90s. Were you on it, Chris? We were all on it. Were you? Were you Man, I don't know if I was. You were I, on Bonanza. I was absolutely on Bonanza. No, who was on? Who Gilligan's was the, Island? I, I was on Here's Bonanza and, and Gilligan's yeah, you Island. Were the millionaire. I think Chris also got Maybe to be on Bonanza one time. One no, time there was. There was yeah. one time when we absolutely all three were backstage. Yeah, because I did it. I did the Letterman thing, and I did I was holding a cue card for Neil right. Armstrong on the moon. And they always would pick the little like the, the littler kids would do like bonanza because all you had to do was sit on a cow. Of course, a horse maybe I was dog. in. I think I was in Gilligan's with you, Gilligan's Island. You might have been in Gilligan's because that, that was the same thing. You just sit there for the right. Like, the, open the, credits. Yeah, there are some that are certainly like there's like the ones that are for the adults like Cheers. Well, and Dad was in that. So that's the one. The lady. If we ever do an episode, yeah, we'll we'll get into what a fantastic attraction. I tell you what, bring that. This back. isn't about that. Yeah, boy. Back on track. Uh, last thing. Uh, number one song of this era was You're In Love by Wilson Phillips. I listened don't to it. Know. I don't have any recollection. Well, good for Wilson Phillips. Yes. Hope he can still get some residuals. It's a girl. Good for... Uh, Wilson is a girl. I th- I, that's who was singing it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> found a cover. I don't believe you, but, but maybe. Uh, okay. So this restaurant opened as part of Walt Disney World's 20th anniversary celebration. Uh, Disney's kind of whole hook to the celebration was 20 spectacular reasons to visit this year. And this they, was one of them. Uh, yep. They always do that every anniversary. Mm-hmm. 50 reasons to come visit. All that's that. Right. Yeah, that's right. Wait till they turn 100 years old. Like, we have to come up with 100 reasons. <laughs> uh, do it. They all better be uh, good, too. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be all the merchandise you can buy. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> Get it before the scalpers do. Yeah. Oh, well, we still have scalpers in 50 years, probably. Oh, yeah. So the whole idea of this restaurant is to create the feeling of being in a 1950s era drive-in theater outside in the L.A. hills. Uh, this took a lot of inspiration, actually, from the 50s Primetime Cafe, which was a huge success. Uh, and that one opened with the park, right? Yes. And, you know, the food was always, you know, fine, but it was the, the theming is what sold that place, and Disney kind of wanted it, to replicate that success. It's mm-hmm. interesting because this is really kind of the start of super-themed restaurants right. in Disney World. When you, like Until then, you had... You know, like the plaza and, and, you know, you had some of the country-specific restaurants in Epcot. But in terms of, like, really going super creative with the with a the theme, not mm-hmm. not too much of that. This this stuff is kind of the predecessor to what we have now with Be Our Guest and even Space 220. Right, exactly. Um, 
So within five weeks of opening, they were they were serving fifteen hundred to two thousand meals on a daily basis, which was what primetime was doing. So they man, and there's not a lot of seating in there. No, too. like two hundred some seats. Yeah, it was yeah, an instant yeah. hit. From I read one thing that said it became the most popular restaurant for a time, pretty shortly yeah. after opening. Everybody wanted to see it. So most of the tables inside the restaurant are in fifties era convertibles, not really a specific vehicle. Uh, they all have nineteen fifty five license plates because you know nineteen fifty five makes sense. Uh, Disneyland, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some picnic tables are in the back with like fake umbrellas over them, and it was a later thing that where they kind of scooped out the middle section of some of these cars and just put like a six person table. Sure, because there's gonna be some people who just want normal tables, but come on, it's fun being in the well, car with well, the rows. Well, and even like younger families, because you don't want to like for us that was probably the appeal was we sat by ourselves, right? In a way. That were like behind us, yeah. yeah. But younger, you still want to be like next to them and all that, right? What's cool is even those picnic tables though; those fit with the theme because so in the back where like the <laughs> uh, waiters and waitresses pick up the food, it looks like where the concession stand would be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's always those picnic tables outside the concession stand, so it all exactly. still works perfectly. So then, of course, in the front of the theater, you have the uh, fifty or the forty-five minute loop of uh, sci-fi film trailers, cartoons, news clips, refreshment commercials, PSAs, and more playing, uh, just like the the drive-in theater would have. We'll talk more about the film later. Uh, the entrance booth is modeled to look after uh, kind of like a you know box office, but then it's it's weird because this was still in the you know the early Hollywood Studios era. It was like you go behind the scenes in the making of the movies and like. There's a little bit it's more like of a premise behind the set kind of <laughs> right, like look, you were yeah. going on set where they were filming something at yeah. the drive-in in the fifties. Right, you see right. like yeah, you see the the plywoods, you know, behind you're, you're behind the flats. And and yeah, there's so the, there's the red light that says you know, uh, red light flashing while filming in progress. Do not enter. So it's still like you're going into a set that's recreating a drive-in, exactly. which is yeah, because it is still like one of those kind of like a lot of things in the studios, one of those boxed uh, soundstage buildings. Mm-hmm. Almost looking exactly, huh. exactly. Uh, so yeah, you walk across the flats, you come inside, uh, you got the refreshment stand in the back, which is actually the, you know, the kitchen where the wait staff is. That, a beautiful logo back there too. Mm-hmm. Logo in general rules. Yeah. And, um, this is kind of cool. When it opened, the wait staff was using newly released point of sale devices to, uh, wirelessly send the orders back to the kitchen. 91. Yeah. This was kind of one of the first times you ever had anything like that. They were just running tickets, you know? Uh, some members of the wait staff were on, you know, roller skates, like car hops, uh, some of them kind of came up with characters. You don't see that as much. I wonder anymore. how long that lasted. I, I mean, I think it's up to I, I, maybe. I don't know if they like put like a I kibosh the, on it, but I think the roller skates is definitely done. Right, but like there used to be like a guy who was like a cop, like going around looking for people who right. you know, snuck in without paying for a ticket oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't think they do so much that anymore. I mean, so, I somebody should be it. like there as like your aunt, making sure you're not smooching somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> then they have like a little bit of the, the the Rocky Horror kind of things go on more. Like I'm sure some guests do it too now because everyone does everything. But like the big one was always during the Amazing Colossal Man when he threw the syringe at the guy. All the all the waiters go, you know, ah, yeah, <laughs> look out and stuff. So freaky. Yeah, look yeah out, I don't. I think they're stuff. discouraged from doing that as much anymore. I think when they opened, it was like a mandate that, or not, I don't know if it was a mandate or just something that caught on where they would all do it for fun like that. Right, right. Kind of like what they do over at um, what's the one uh, Fort Wilderness, Whispering Canyon, Whispering Canyon, where right. they do a lot of that kind of interactive, I yeah. guess, stuff. Now, of course, you know when you think about it, a lot of the the kind of inspiration for how this works comes from the Blue Bayou. You know, creating that nighttime twilight uh feeling in an interior i mean it's, it's the same trick I'll tell I mean, you, and you definitely get immediately like 
into that that theme as you walk in like oh yeah it's nighttime outside. oh it's cool because you are like walking on those flats and you just like turn that bend and all of a sudden you're like it's outside. a great reveal it's yeah and, and you're being walked to your table and right. they set it up i'm a sucker for it every time blue bayou in here i love those restaurants that make me feel like i'm outside yep. under yep. a starry sky and hell in even yeah yeah same thing it, it, I, I don't know why but that is a mood and i and i love it and mm-hmm. yeah even though like there is like that bit of that sound stage like aesthetic once you're inside the actual thing it's a pretty yeah, good you're immersed you're it's good yeah and as you're walking in take some time to explore because on the back side of those flats are a whole bunch of movie props, memorabilia. There's some sketches from the concept art for Star Tours. How and cool is that? Most notably is a bunch of stuff from the Rocketeer. Because well, this Ooh. is the same year the Rocketeer opened. So mm-hmm. it's like, we need stuff. That movie just, like, you know, it's out now. Send us those props. Well, it would have opened. It would have been out a year. What? 91? No. Remember, we just Rocketeer did our 30th was... anniversary episode. Oh, you're right. 91, Rocketeer. Was just, yeah. Just, okay, yeah. Right then and there. Perfect. Uh, so the, the, the big ones, uh, when you look up above the one rafter, you can see one of the helmets from the film. That's like on, the right, on the right side. Yeah. The big right side's props. the helmet. Yeah. And then there's a jet pack on the wall. <laughs> That's the left a side. Jetpack. Like those uh, are the two. Pr- like there's a couple other helmets and jetpacks in the park. One with, uh, you can see a, a pair of them at PV's polar now, pipes. You know what's interesting about that one at PV's that I mm-hmm. learned? That was a stunt helmet. Ah. You could tell because it's a little wider. The eye holes are bigger. So the stunt person had more field of view. and it, you can see there's like a seam in it so that there was an accident. They could easily rip it rip off. It. Nice. nice. Now, where, where else could you find uh, some of these props, AJ? Oh, God. Now I'm trying to remember. It's, it's in the warehouse. I say he's line. he's ready to brag. Is yeah. why he's it, asking. It was, in, it was in that amazing prop warehouse that you went oh. in in the line. Where the Ditmobile was? What? Where the Ditmobile was? No, no. The one where like the stuff, the props from dinosaurs. Like, yeah, like oh, the refrigerator. Yeah, 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 the line. In, in, the in between the water tank, effects yeah. thing and boarding the trams yeah, for the yeah. back Was the shoe from Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, was that there? Am I making that? Up. It was somewhere. I remember that mm. the big warehouse I'm thinking of had a loss of from dinosaur. It had some of the like skeleton animatronics for World of Motion once they demolished <laughs> the it. The statues from Hocus Pocus. Right. Yeah. yeah. They had. Yeah. yeah. I loved what man. Yeah. That was, yeah it was I so loved. Cool. Well, it was cool because like you were just like moving from the one thing to the other. It almost wasn't even like a line at that point. It was well, like, a lot of lines back then didn't have much to look at. So that was like, yeah, that was, oh, this is very what cool. Happened to, was that building itself demolished? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah I that was. So. A, I loved. And they would always have like the posters for some stupid movies. And a lot of times it was like Disney Channel. <laughs> original <laughs> yeah oh good stuff man it's like 90s disney mgm studios that is a mood yep there's more mike because yeah. there was a, there's a south seas club menu by the the hostess stand <laughs> i tell you man there, there's it, uh the, the treasure trail for rocketeer the man. los angeles examiner newspapers are, are uh, framed up there you know with the headline who's the rocketeer and all that stuff so yeah there's and the, the schematic the schematic for the yeah the schematic for the rocket that pv worked on and, and again if you've not listened to our rocketeer episode from earlier yeah, this year do that's good do but when we, we even talked about this a little bit here but yeah well that is that is fantastic 1991 man <laughs> what a red letter year a very good year mm-hmm all right, so let's talk about the film that plays. This loop was put together by Steph- Stephanie Keith, an Imagineer working in theme park productions. Two first names. I don't trust people with two first names. Yeah. AJ Smith. <laughs> Look, that would be a last name. AJ Chris. What if? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. Uh, You're I'm, I'm, there. Yeah. They can't all be hits. Hey, come. <laughs> people will laugh. I tell you, they'll laugh. They'll send me fan mail. So anyway, Stephanie visited various film libraries, public collectors, the National Film Archives in D.C., anywhere and everything where she could go to find this 50s and 60s era sci-fi stuff to cut together to make this film loop. Uh, in an interview with uh, Disney historian Jim Corcus, Imagineer and post-production supervisor Luis Gladden said, It was a challenge to make the pieces of film look good, but not too good. We needed to keep some of the scratches, which add to the charm of the film. Right, exactly. We want it to look old. It's supposed to be cheesy. Right. But at the same time, you're supposed to be like in that time. So it needed to look like new, but even new stuff back then still wasn't perfect. So Mm -hmm. 
So it's it is an interesting uh, balance to strike. So here are the films shown as part of the reels. So these are like you never saw like an actual movie. It's always just like trailers. The Devil Girl from Mars, 1954. It Conquered the World, 1956. Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, 1958. That, that one is like the one I most associate it with It has the best effects because what they did smartly in that movie that none of the other ones do, when she's a giant, they filmed it in like slightly slow motion so everything had like weight to it. Because mm-hmm. then you see the next film, which is The Amazing Colossal Man, 1957, you just like... A guy walking around. Like, yeah, right. he instantly That's, doesn't look but, good. Yeah. Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I think they have a big poster of that in like the kind of lobby. When right, going yeah, the in the back the of Colossal the- Man's the scariest one because it has the most stabbing in it. <laughs> it scared As me. As a child, true, that, that, it terrified me. One of, one of the moon movies, that la- that guy got slowly stabbed in the back. <laughs> he just goes like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't doesn't really wanna, react too much. We're like five and six watching more this. disturbing. I don't want to grow anymore. That's right. Uh, the Horror on Party Beach. The Horror Party Beach. I can't believe that's 64. That's yeah. a good deal later than a lot of The these. Giant Gila Monster from uh, 1959 where they just they just got like a lizard and like some <laughs> dolphin shirt and like look for the giant monster. Yeah, this is the cheesiest one. I love it. The best yeah. is when it pops through like the building where of course teenagers are partying and yeah. they're like terrified. But the acting is great because they're just looking at nothing well, and they're all, able to do it. All of these trailers have some scene where there's a bunch of old white men in a room is very seriously talking about the predicament. Yes. <laughs> How do we take it down, Lieutenant? We can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frankenstein meets the space monster in 1965, which it's not like the Frankenstein you're thinking. It was like the it, it was an astronaut who started turning into like a scaly monster, but he's Frankenstein. Right. They, they just use it as a general term for a monster because people knew yeah Frankenstein would yeah. draw. A crowd. It, it brings up kind of interesting about this and Monster Sound Studio, where we, we all know a lot of uh, MGM Studios was trying to kind of get ahead of Universal, and one of Universal's biggest thing was the monsters, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Disney didn't really have anything like that, but they can certainly go and get to this film library and right. get some of these old creepy sci-fi things. So this is perhaps the most infamous film in the collection, The Plan 9 from Outer Space. That would. 1859. That's Ed Wood. we got to watch this. Yeah. If we got to pick one. I had to actually see Ed Wood. Oh, it's great. Well, you were in a big Johnny Depp phase right after Pirates of the Caribbean 1 came out. You saw everything he ever made. I I went to the library. I went to Hollywood Studio, Blockbuster. You even watched Chalk a lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it was terrible. Uh, let's see, Invasion of the Saucer Man from 1957. Oh, I love this one. This one's the one, the really funny, this is the one, like, if you can mix horror and, and comedy, comedy or something, it's like, okay. Uh, Robot Monster from 1953. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> good name. So good. good name. Cat Women of the Moon from 1953. Yes, this one's good. It was it like the, the Hollywood Vogue Girls? I know, they were like, they, they like it's that group of women you all know. We put them in the cat outfits. They they do literally look like Catwoman from, like, the old, like, yeah, Batman like, like, kind of like, live action show. Yeah. And finally, Missile to the Moon from 1958. Well, I'll tell you what, the word moon comes up quite a bit. Moon, apparently, Mars, we, we, just, we believe there, there's a bunch of women living up there in the moon. There you go. Gotta All get up there and find yep. them. <laughs> that's well, that's why you prefer I that or cheese? Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace and Grandma. Oh, my God. There are two MGM cartoons in the loop because this was uh, Disney MGM Studios. Right, you almost forget it sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. MGM was involved. Because they're still playing, too. Uh, the first is the yeah. Tom and Jerry cartoon from 1962 called The Mo- uh, Mouse in the Space, which is you know, Jerry uh, goes through some astronaut training and gets zapped and just put in a centrifuge and stuff. And All he that good space stuff. And yeah. Messes with Jerry along the way. He was like, he's like asleep in the... Oh, Tom's just sleeping in the... Tom, I meant. Yeah, yeah he's, Tom's he's, just sleeping in the rocket. Yeah, always check 
under your car for a cat before you start in the window. <laughs> they could be sleeping in there for the warmth. I was like, he's like, he's like running from the flames <laughs> as he's going up the rocket booster. <laughs> and then the pieces are ejecting and he's just clink, like clinging to the capsule. Great. Uh, then I love this one. It's 1948. It's actually the oldest. That's in- Man, I can't believe it's 40. That just shows you animation. Hold up. Yeah, this is the cat that hated people, which I believe that's Mel Blanc doing the cat, right? I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, it's a great cartoon. He's just like, ah, oh, people, people. Everywhere you go, they step on you, spit on you, and kick you. He goes to the moon, and the moon's even wackier. There's all kinds of crazy creatures just making noise. <laughs> so he golfs, he like golf hits himself back. That's to right. Earth. That's how he gets <laughs> he like back. Picks up his butt, puts it on the tee, yells forward, hits himself <laughs> back to Earth. It's great. Lands on the ground, goes, ah, oh, the good old USA. He's <laughs> getting stepped on. And- <laughs> it might be the best part of the loop, aside from. <laughs> Excuse me. So this is um. From the Walt Disney, the Tomorrowland series, you know more about this than me. Yeah, so um, back when they had the Disneyland show, um, they did, you know, each of the episodes would be based on one of the lands. They only did a few for Tomorrowland, but they are, like, seminal. They are incredibly mm-hmm. good. They're all directed by Ward Kimball. Um, the, the first one, which is about, like, rocket science, and they literally had, um, I can't remember his name now, Von Schmalz or something. Yeah, I don't Yeah, know. he was the guy who, like, defected from Germany. He was a Nazi, mm-hmm. helped spearheaded our rocket program that got us to the moon. Um, but you know, he was involved in that. But this is the third one of those. Uh, it's called Mars and Beyond. Uh, classic animator, one of the nine old men, Ward Kimball, directed all of these. And this one included this little uh, short kind of about like a, a scientist, this like, receptionist who gets like abducted by an alien robot. Yeah, and it, it, is, it is introduced by Walt Disney and Garko. The Garko. Robot. Garko makes a lot of appearances. Yeah, yes. they're proud of that. He's a good robot. Mm. But uh, this short is hilarious. Uh, the, the best gag, of course, is that, that towards the end, uh, the secretary is running from just this parade of horrible alien monsters. They're all goofy. It's like then, 20 of them. Right. And then just randomly, Donald Duck is among them. <laughs> just, <laughs> just And Ward Campbell laughed. Laughed. So then we also have the news of the future, newsreels. Uh, we got the Kitchen of the Future, which is actually from the Monsanto House of the Future. Oh, it's literally from the House of the Future. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Chris, I know that's one of your, like, oh, if, if you could go back and do it. That's uh, one it's, of those just, it's so intriguing it's, to me that that existed. Right. It looks awesome. It's funny because, like, nowadays that'd be, like, a small part of, like, an interventions, like, something. In yeah, fact, right. Was, like, it was a, just a whole attraction. It was a marquee attraction. Yeah, with a line and probably everything. Probably a seat People ticket, at least. Uh, there was the guy demonstrating an everyday use radiation hazard suit. The, bu- the bubble suit thing? Yes. Yeah, it tended to look that impressive. <laughs> we could, we could, we we could, could use, use one those now. today. Yeah. Uh, the flying disc. Remember that guy's just like tied the- to a rope and just spinning around? That oh, thing? yeah, yeah. Uh, the mini car model that drives itself on an electronic wire track embedded y- in the ground. You know what that reminds me of? Remember the episode of Family Matters where they go to Disney World because Urkel like inv- invented the thing that turned him into Stefan? Yes. And he was at like the Adventures <laughs> like contest like what are the other guys at the contest had like a briefcase that turned into like a go-kart and oh yeah car yeah, uh-huh. yeah right. i don't know how deep a cut that is that's <laughs> what that reminds me that of that's a deep cut uh, is, is, is is the family matters special going to disney world the best one the full house one's pretty full house good. pretty good well that's when uh when he proposed to his girlfriend right in the right full yeah house one? Yeah, well, Stefan proposes to uh, what's to, her face? To there? Laura. Oh, oh, good job, Asia. I did. Man, not know how her did name. you remember I that? I did not know her. My name. goodness. But you he, know, he says her, Laura, I love you more than life itself. Wow. You know the quote, guys. Good job. I watch that a lot. I bet. Man, we need to. Someday we'll do an episode just about those specials at these. Yeah, that's, oh, a, that's, good a, that's a good idea. That's a good episode, Mike. Yeah. I like it. I like it. 
Uh, we had the picture phone with a 10-inch video screen. Whoa. You know, it's, it's still weird to me to this day. Because that was like a thing. Even like, you know, when we were kids, like, oh, the video phone. And when now it's gonna, readily it, available. I feel, like, I feel like it it happened. And like, no not be, it just happened. <laughs> yeah. and it, it just turned into like, a hassle. I was like, oh, yeah, we have this now. Oh, I, like, I don't oh. want to see you. It wasn't like, <laughs> celebrated or anything. So much of that technology happens so slowly, where first it's like a gimmick, and then like your phone can do it, but poorly, and then it like, like, does it a little better. Like, and now Yeah, like, like your expectations are low. Like we were boiling the frog. You know what? You know what I think of when I think about video calls hmm. was when we were in the uh, the U.S. Air like lounge thing yeah. that I was in. They had video calls there. I remember watching like Nick Jr. with like reruns of Lassie and stuff. Uh, let's see, we got real chimps as space cadets riding on an amusement park rocket ride. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, the frying saucer. This is my France. favorite. Yeah, I like the great. frying saucer. This little magnetic levitating disc thing that somehow right. cooked eggs. Yeah, it cooked eggs. With, and they wouldn't put any salt on them. And the people were just like, let me eat your eggs. Yeah. This looks like it was literally filmed at one of the world's fairs. Yeah, probably. Something. And then an automated nursery, which is just terrifying, <laughs> terrifying. to watch. Especially after having children and raising yeah. them. Yeah. This like, is awful. It was not hard still. It's like, it's like a robot arm with like a blanket, like moving babies to things. And apparently the blanket can split in the middle to drop the baby. Well, it's like in Wally. It's all it's all automated. Right. Uh, exactly. Literally that. Literally that. Uh, we got a Great Balls of Fire compilation. I, I have more in this. There's also a Purple People Eater one, but I didn't have like the full yeah. list of everything. Yeah, they it. do a couple of these fun songs. Uh, but Great Balls of Fire, it's, it's got more Garco. It's got Disneyland's Trip to the Moon, Astronauts on the Moon, the Flying Jetpack Man from Disneyland. You can actually see the Matterhorn behind him if you're uh, quick to look at it. Uh, some cartoon clips from Mars Mayon. Tinkerbell about? introducing uh, the Tomorrowland series. Uh, Mickey Mouse at the dedication of uh, Disneyland's uh, new Tomorrowland in 1967. Rocket launches. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. <laughs> and uh, scenes from Forbidden Planet, Commando Cody, and The Thing. Commando Cody is a great name, by the way. <laughs> right? Uh, we got various uh, theater PSAs. Oh, these are, these the best are my parts. favorite. Yeah. yeah. I love them. Oh, the intermission stuff and the mm-hmm. PSAs. This is I what takes it. you back. Yeah. So and, uh, the first one I got here, there's the, the warning that public demonstrations of affection will not be tolerated. <laughs> We're glad the love bug is bitchy, but don't let his bite take you too deep. Or what they say. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, kids. Uh, the dangers of carbon right. monoxide poisoning if the car motor is a good one. This must be the yeah. only, I guarantee you, this is the only Disney World restaurant that was, is, or ever will be that talks about the dangers of carbon monoxide that's poisoning. right that's right it is their distinction still a threat so be careful out there that's right uh there's a if you feel sleepy step out of your car and turn the engine off that's right uh the importance of disconnecting the speaker before driving off but if you do do not be afraid just <laughs> simply take it in there's that. no fee for uh fixing speakers i'm, I'm crossing my fingers behind my back like there, there, there you go there you go uh and then there's the advertisement for satellite space show for boys and girls and this was very amusing to watch right now because uh, it was basically like a space camp kind of thing, it sounded like. But they promised you that you would get a free complimentary ticket on the first flight to Mars on February 2nd of 2020. 2020. We missed it. <laughs> we missed it. Stupid pandemic. Dang it. It was for COVID. Did yeah, anybody, we could have been there. Did anybody have one of those tickets that are like going to Elon like, hey. So I got one, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Elon's <laughs> weird enough. He might, he might honor that. That's probably why he was working so hard. Yeah. He has one of those tickets. He's got yeah. one. He that, went to Satellite right. Space Show. Apparently. <laughs> for boys and girls. Uh, then yeah, you had the various intermission ads. Some of them were just like the generic, like bum ba dum ba dum ba ding bing bing bing, which are also good. Yeah. very good impression of the song that they played for this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but the two really good ones, the ones are with the cops stopping the guys. Oh, uh, the snack uh-huh. right but I gave AJ some work. AJ, play a little bit of that for us right now. Oh, God, I'm sure I can't remember the no, words. like with the computer. Oh, like okay. actually, yeah, not you. Hit the mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to sing it. I don't, AJ. I know you remember a lot of things. I didn't expect you to have this memorized. <laughs> oh, I kind of did after the yeah, weird things it, it comes if up I, with. If I did. 
warehouses in danger, the goodies we must save. All officers report at once, the situation's grave. Go get them, boys, for the sake. The culprits must be stopped. We'll make the scene with our passenger soda pop as pop. Aha, the guilty ones are trapped. We've not performed our mission, but the climax is at Captain Phil. We have an intermission. You also have the, uh, the alien who comes up That's for his yeah, They come yeah, for yeah. miles to enjoy our intermission. Yes, yes. Give me uh, some of that hot, warm water or uh, coffee. With the, yes. with the pretty so- good impression of that yeah. alien, though. Yeah, pretty good. Nice the soda's enough. just sitting out in the ice. The soda looks yeah. so flat. I don't, so know how flat. Pic- I don't know how a picture of Pop could look so flat, but man, it looks <laughs> gross. It's so flat. Uh, I, I, there are some some good videos if you want to go watch this whole loop on YouTube. Uh, there, there's one that we watched that I'll link to in the it show It was very notes. good. It's missing most of the Tom and Jerry cartoon and most of the cat, or all of the cat that all hated it, yeah. people. Yeah, I think probably, it's probably a DMCA thing. Yeah. Sure, but it, it certainly gives you the effect. And he does a good job, too, because... He actually filmed it, and you get like the ambiance of the restaurant around you. But yeah, he's, still, on, he's, it's, he's on a tripod. But it's still yeah. a very clear picture yeah, of yeah. the. So it really tr- like, makes you feel like you're there. It was a great video to yes, watch. Yes. So let's talk about the food because it is a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's oh almost, yeah, I that's tell you right. what, it's it, it is a second thought, and that is, I mean, if there's a, if there's a criticism of this restaurant over the years, the food's always been a, anywhere from okay to mediocre. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not know, a place you're going to. Eat yeah, it's for not. The it's good not for the for the culinarians in the crowd. No. But when it first opened, the restaurant was uh, filled with all kinds of pun-filled menu items, and I have some of those here for your enjoyment. Uh, the Galactic Grill, which was a tip, triple-decker grilled cheese sandwich. A triple-decker grilled cheese? How good is that? Sir? Oh, not bad, not bad. Beast from a Thousand Isles, which was a Reuben. That's pretty that's good. That's a good name. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Tossed in Space was the garden salad. The Cheesecake That Ate <laughs> New York. That's I want to see that movie. Yeah, right? This is fantastic stuff. That sounds like a, a Captain Underpants episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, attack of the killer club sandwich that's a club sandwich uh the beach party picnic or panic excuse me uh, that's a fish fillet uh, get our vengeance that's right beach, beach parties don't go <laughs> uh saucer sightings was a ribeye steak now that one doesn't seem to have to tie into much of anything i guess because sure. of sauce like you put steak oh, sauce so, on the steak. steak looks like a flying saucer I does it does it though no terror of the tides that's a there boiled you fish you should have had us guess what these were <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Okay, well, here's, well, you're looking at it, aren't you? Journey yeah. to the center of the pasta. Okay, also just kind of a reach there. <laughs> the pasta doesn't sound anything like earth. It's a vegetable lasagna. Yeah. I would have guessed okay. a pasta. <laughs> so there's, there's a center there. Well, I'm sure there's a center. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the winner here is clearly Beast from a Thousand Islands. <laughs> yeah, that is the best one. So here's a fun little anecdote about when the restaurant first opened. Um, they were getting a, like a weird number of, of grilled chicken orders being sent back to the kitchen for being undercooked. Mm. And the chefs were like, dude, we are cooking this chicken. Like, I don't know what these people's problem. And they brought an Imagineer and be like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? And they, they looked at it and realized all the black lighting in the restaurant was making the cooked chicken look pink. Ah, oh, really? So wow. pe- people weren't even trying it. They just cut into it and saw pink chicken on their plate. They're like, uh, this isn't cooked. Who cuts into a sandwich before you eat it, though, first of all? Right. Uh, so they had to install uh, light fixtures to all the tables. So when you sit there, wow. because uh, of this dark, yeah, that's why there's, there's a little bit of white light strip uh, in front it of you. Yeah. I, I would have just stopped serving chicken. Well, you can't do that now. <laughs> Let's not get yeah, crazy yeah. here. I need chicken on your menu. So the cool thing about this restaurant is since 1991 to this day, pretty much the exact same. Yeah. Well, and really, it's, the, it's like the last of the original theming of the park. 
it's like a the only thing. Well, it's funny because restaurants are a big bastion for that. There's this, there's uh, 50s primetime, and there's Backlot Express. Right. And, uh, a little bit the commissary even and um, Indiana Jones still has right. that flair but there's too, some but there's some there is just like little specks of it here and it really does take you back to that part where they were so invested in that movie theme everything had to be tied into movies or TV or, or something I mean even Star Tours still has that the way it's built yeah but this is like in your face when you're walking it's like not, in those little narrow hallways to mm-hmm. get to yeah it's it, it is one yeah it's 100% about movies which is like a, a big part of what is so yep, fun about this and like there's movie. been small changes like you know they don't skate around anymore the menu has changed basically just to like nothing crazy just a yeah, but like, even like the film loop hasn't changed. The film changed. loop yeah. has barely, if it has changed, I don't know about you it. You would have yeah. expected for sure once MBM, MGM dropped out that you would at yeah. least lose like the two cartoons. I, I almost wonder if it's because no one's noticed. <laughs> like, yeah. No one's saying Wait, anything. Who made I'm, those? I'm sure I they had know. some kind of in perpetuity license because, I mean, you know, great movie rides still operated mm-hmm. without any effect. You know, True. That's right. Happened. And I mean, there are there are things they could do here. I mean, they own Star Wars, but uh, and they've done some Star Wars. I mean, you should mention yeah, that. Right. So in 2014 and 15, during Star Wars weekends, ah. they started running the Star Wars Dine In Galactic Breakfast, and by all accounts, this was amazing. Mm. Everyone loved it. Who did it? Um, so you you showed up for breakfast. They did that thing where you have like before you were seated, you got your picture taken with Vader and Boba Fett. Nice. That's a pretty good photo op. Uh, inside the restaurant, you were uh, visited at your table by Greedo, some stormtroopers, and some Jawas. Greedo of all people. How many people do you think, like, pretend? Yeah, oh, who should first, yeah. He bet he got sick of that real fast. Fun fact, at this experience was the first appearance of blue milk in the theme park. That's oh. pretty cool. Uh, I heard it described good as history, just basically right? sweetened milk with blue color yeah. to it. Like, it wasn't like what else do you rice do? milk with citrus, like, yeah. they, you know, where they developed it for Galaxy's Edge. Uh, they played clips clips from all six Star Wars films, and in 2015, they also played the teaser trailer for Force Awakens. Uh, James Arnold Taylor was uh, he did like some little interstitials. Uh, he's the voice of Obi Wan in the Clone Wars. You know, AJ, maybe this, maybe if, if you have the May episode, maybe you can finally do the Star Wars weekend episode because oh. man, those were fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Though, man, we had so much fun at those. We didn't do it in the 90s though. I didn't realize they were around that long. I don't. Did they go back? Maybe, to they, AJ might be right, but I don't know. Maybe that'll be your. Maybe it will be your April episode. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we me and AJ, me and Chris for some reason was a bit I of always, a bump. He was a yeah. bumpy dump about Star Wars weekend. What's your new word now? Bumpy dump. And I yeah. Still- I'm still not into Star Wars as much as you guys. I mean, I'm not into as much as AJ is, but Star Wars weekends was incredible. That's because AJ, because you would go back to the hotel early with mom and dad, and I'd be out till one a.m. with AJ. And AJ is a freaking nature. He'd get up and stay out late when the way way you could eat at Disney World. I could just go. Yeah, you could. I could go late at night on a trip, but I still had to sleep in like, a it's little. Weird, like, it's weird, like, the things that are, like, some, like for some reason, your most treasured memories in Disney, how random is. And one of them, for me, is we were in the line for Muppet Vision playing, like, an early version of Scrabble for, like, our first-gen smartphones while waiting to go into the theater for, I think it was for James Arnold, Arnold Taylor and um, that other voice actress talking oh, um, about... Man, I wasn't even Ashley there. Ashley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the voice of uh, Shoka Tano. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad one of your best, your favorite memories, I wasn't even there That's for. That's right. I think that's what made it especially special. Yeah, uh-huh. that yeah. I see. Yeah. I understand. But, yeah, you I know what? All those roller coaster rides to do with AJ, those were my favorite wow. times. I'm just glad I'm in everybody's <laughs> yeah. favorite memory. <laughs> wow, rude. So here's... I have the menu from oh. this. So, and they, they did this. It was like it was like a fixed price... Kids and adults, and like it was a menu of entrees, but it was like that kind of you could order as much as you want kind of deal. 
Uh, but this is this is what they had. The Dune Sea was a puff pastry filled with scrambled eggs, crab, asparagus, and Gruyere cheese with roasted tomatoes and avocado. That's too oh, that many. Good. Nah, that's too many ingredients. They, were, they, they were trying really hard with this menu. It sounds like they wanted to make crab rangoon or something, and they put too many other things in it. <laughs> the Kessel Run, just a grilled beef tenderloin, an oven roasted tomato with bacon and cheddar custard, baby spinach, and cheesy horseradish potatoes. Okay. That sounds amazing. The Tatooine Sunrise with scrambled eggs with, uh, I don't know what Noosk's bacon is. It must be a Some brand. Kind of fancy bacon. Uh, sausage links and breakfast potatoes. Kind of your basic you know, breakfast platter. The Imperial Delight was a macadamia crusted brioche French toast with mascarpone and fresh berries. The Imperial, this is what the Imperial Delight them, I That's guess. right. Uh, Akbar Surprise. Oh, I need this. Was, there we go. Well, it was uh, smoked paprika dusted shrimp pan seared and served with cheesy grits and Ooh, chorizo geez. oil drizzle. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. It's a trap. It's, uh, I, I, I almost shocked that it's not just actually calamari. But right. Yeah. Well, for breakfast. <laughs> calamari for breakfast. <laughs> Wait, calamari. If, Bur- if Burger King had us eating burgers for breakfast, anything's possible. <laughs> Calamari's on a bagel. <laughs> can eat calamari in. <laughs> Uh, the Moss Iceland Morning was an egg white omelet with shiitake mushrooms and caramelized onions, garlic roasted fingling potatoes, and Greek yogurt with berries. Now, this should have been two, like, this should have been two egg whites. It should have been two egg yolks. Yeah, it should like, have been like, the like sunny sunrise. side up. <laughs> yeah, what the heck here? All right. And the Darth Vader waffle with maple syrup and choice of bacon. Was, was it like shaped like Darth Vader? Yes. Okay, there Yeah, you like, the, like Mickey Wobble and Vader shape. The kids' menus. That's pretty cool. Of course, they'll have the Vader waffles, the Kenobi cuisine, which was scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, and breakfast potatoes, and the Gamorian goodness, puff French toast sticks. Tossing cinnamon sugar with chocolate dipping sauce. Man, I feel like those waffles could can make a comeback and be like. I think the they've served Vader waffles yeah, I'm pretty here sure and there. Popped up, yeah. Like they won't do it inside of Galaxy's Edge because they're so intense about it being like in world theming there. But but sure, at all these buffets, you know, throw those in too. Yeah. So there's one more kind of technical note to bring up about the restaurant. This kind of unique. So the space that it's in, it's in the same building as the uh, ABC commissary, and that's very much by design. They actually share kitchen space and bathrooms. Yes. Yes, that's also true. And the reason, you know why that is, why build the utilities twice? You got to run, run gas lines, water lines, of right. sewage, well, and also, all of that. Well, a lot of kitchens share all over the park. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I, I, I couldn't find anything about this, but you said this didn't open at the park. And I don't think there was a shell of a building here. Maybe there well, was. I was going to ask but that. But like, there was either a, an empty building next to it, which they always thought they'd put another restaurant in, or they built it and then just connected it to the other restaurant. Yeah, like I wonder on opening day, what was former. there? Yeah. So I don't know. But in the opening day, this this wasn't, from what I can tell, this was nothing before it was the sci-fi dine and whether there was a I think it was always earmarked for expansion. Yeah, maybe we'll have to go through some, like, uh, aerial photos to see if the building is there or something. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah, I think so, too, because constructing that in the middle of the park would be a nightmare. But going back to what you said, I mean, that's, like, a lot of, you know, restaurants and parks, like Skipper Canteen, it's where it's at because it shares with. Uh, Liberty Tree Tavern, right? Yeah. They, 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 so. they do a lot of that shared kitchen and uh, mm-hmm. things there, which is pretty interesting. And it, I actually asked you this, AJ, because I'm thinking, like, this must share a kitchen with somebody. And I thought it would be the ABC commissary. Yep, right next to each other. Right. And they're, again, they're both doing basic, right? Yeah. And so let, let's talk some of our, our memories going here. Because it was like, I thought like there was that period where we didn't really go here much. I think because, like, the food was just... Okay, well, but there was a period where we did go a lot. Period. Yeah, period we went a lot. Probably about that time when I was like twelve ish. It, it feels like I remember being maybe even younger. I remember yeah, being relatively. Young. I was young, I was young enough to be scared by the colossal. And we were young enough that it was a big deal that we like sat in our own row. Mm. You know, yeah, like yeah. not next to mom and dad. But, but I so loved it because cool. I like 
I, even back then, I liked that sci-fi stuff. I loved mm-hmm. theming. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why I like Disney World in general. So I loved the intense theming going on there. And I was a picky eater. I still am. But I was much pickier back then. So I liked that it was just a place with cheeseburgers. Like, yeah. I liked this more than 50s primetime back then. Because well, they didn't yell at you. They, they didn't yell at your peas. <laughs> they, did they did not yell at me at all. So I was a big fan of this for a while. I think eventually we stopped going because it doesn't change very much. And we got older. And we, we did kind of become a bit more like we want to go to a nice restaurant. Like right. I want to go to Narcoosies. Yeah, we started going to uh, Brown Derby and stuff. Well, even like now, that. like, go get me a Ronto wrap, you know? Right. Or, yeah. or we'll go get on the skyline and go over to Toledo. Uh, not yeah. Toledo but I mean, to, uh, like, Toledo. even now, this is like when you don't have a reservation, but you want to sit down. This will pretty much is always available. Yeah, You're pretty much always. It's something one. that I, it's uh, it's like at the point right now where it's been a while that I would like to do this again right. for the fun. Well, it's definitely if people ask me, I always say do this for lunch. Make yeah, this well, lunch. for sure. Yeah, do something else for dinner. Yeah, nice early lunch. <clears throat> Even an early. Yeah, I was about to say specifically eleven enough. o'clock. Yeah. Here's yeah, my question: Do you guys like this more or less than fifties primetime cafe? Probably more. Really? Yeah. Just We're, just like you said, based on the theme. I mean, the fifties primetime is cool, but I it's easier for me to have an attachment to like. I, I've been to a drive-in, and I, you know, I, I like sci-fi stuff. Um, I didn't live in a house in the fifties watching I Love Lucy on TV. You know, yeah, I, but, I, but I also <laughs> actually have seen I Love Lucy and stuff like that, as opposed to a lot of these sci-fi right, movies but, from the fifties. I guess it's just like it's easier to place myself in the fifties in a drive-in than the fifties in a house. Sure. I mean, which we kind of went to both at like like we, every yeah, trip. We, did. we, did we pretty much all trips. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, well, actually, I think I think that period of time. Think about where we really didn't go to sci-fi. We were going to prime time, mostly because we wanted that s'mores dessert. Yeah, that thing was good. The viewfinder s'mores dessert. Yeah. Yes, yes. Was like, now I want to go to Dad's bar with his liquor cabinet. There you go. Get those good milkshakes in his den. Chris, which one's your favorite? Uh, probably sci-fi. Just really? really, honestly, just for the theming. I, like, if I had to go to one right now, I would probably pick sci-fi. And I'm I, shocked you wouldn't either, just for the rocket. I think stuff. I would. I, I'm. It's been a long time since we've been to either of them, really, and it's probably actually been longer since we've been to primetime, to be mm-hmm. honest. So that's well, kind of why I'm curious to go there again. And also, I'm like, I'm not the shy, like, nervous kid I was in. I can actually eat some vegetables now. Well, so and right. our whole thing too is now, like you said, we wouldn't go to those for dinner, and for lunch we just go to stands and stuff. Right. Exactly. Onto wraps. Woody's lunchbox is great. You know, things like yeah, that. That's, so we don't really sit down for lunch anymore. It is. It's very hard finding time to eat all the things you want to eat. Anymore, yeah. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I, I tried. Now, this place has a kind of special uh, spot in my heart, too, because when I was doing the uh, New York Film Academy when I was there for a month, um, when it was mealtime, I usually just either ate at the quick service back at the All-Star Movies Resort. If I was in a park, I just grabbed something quick because you know, I was just eating out my, you know, my own money. Uh, but there was the one day I was, I was on the phone with the girl I was uh, dating at the time, and um, she was like, oh, what are you doing for dinner? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to grab a burger. So she goes, come on. You've been there for like three weeks. Like, go oh, get something good. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's something yeah, good right. to use sci-fi time. Well, I needed to walk in. <laughs> and, you know, I could get in there by myself. And it, it, was, it had to be lunch because I remember getting in there and it was like empty because like, I think it was like early in the day. It must yeah. be like a Saturday or something. And it was kind of cool because it's like, you know, you show up, uh, just, just, just me. <laughs> you had a whole 55 shit yeah. yourself. Well, and, yeah, no. So I'm sitting in this car and like it wasn't like busy yet. And like all the wait staff was just kind of like chatting with me because I was like there by myself. I don't know if they felt bad for Yeah, me, I think so. Probably. That's okay. I enjoyed, you want to talk to I enjoyed the conversation. My phone? So, uh, yeah, I sat there by myself eating popcorn and having a burger and watching, watching the movie loop. trailers. What, what do you guys think is the future of this restaurant? Like we said, it's remarkable how little it has changed. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked they, what, do you, what do you do with it? I'm shocked they haven't done more events 
in there when yeah. when like low times yeah. like low crowd times like show movies i was thinking about that like why not be like hey tonight like buy this special ticket and we're gonna show tron in the sci-fi dining theater at eight i, I wonder if it's because it would just disrupt normal operations and like it, it is still relatively popular. oh it still draws people in i don't think so, I, don't, I think i don't think you can so easily just walk in like, right so like maybe it's like why bother doing that when you still just can play this film loop we need yeah, if it ain't years. broke don't fix it but it's still like man like at some point i, I feel like somebody's gonna notice and somebody's going to just super well, but, but again it. it's not like prime times changed no no you're right exactly too but prime, prime time's almost less ripe for it because disney back they used to not but now they own a lot of sci-fi properties and stuff like that true, right true. They, i mean they have uh alien they have star wars they've always had Tron. E- even some of the ones that were shown in the loop so i mean if they wanted to they could definitely at least disneyfy the loop more i hope they don't because i like the cheesiness right yeah and like all those super okay because disney wasn't making those movies in the 50s absolutely not right, Fox right. Was a i mean if they haven't changed the loop in this many years like they wouldn't change it unless they changed the whole thing. Like, so they ha- they have know? so many other things to be focused on right now. Yeah, like like why why why, like, why bother? Because like Star Wars Land expansion wouldn't hit that point. It would you know it's safe from that. It, I would think. Yeah, it is in this like super like almost weird area of the park now. Yeah, that is, like, if they change Echo Lake, you'd still be like safe from that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard to match because. Like everything changes eventually, and of all the things that seems to be immune to it, you wouldn't think this random restaurant, but yet it does seem immune to change so far. Yeah. I just wonder how much longer that's going to last. For it's it. probably convenient that it shares kitchen with the commissary there, and and plus, you know, is also right next door to Star Tours, the home of the original taste. Yes, it's yes, yes this is home baseline to the tap baseline tapas. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. We never eat there because we just try and go to the baseline tapas yeah. and get a pretzel. It's literally connected to it. You can walk yeah. inside. I remember because back when this was the Ellen Bookstore, yeah, whatever that yeah, was called, by the book. By the book, based off like name was, was that the name of her bookstore in the show? I believe she was so. In? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Back before she was getting destroyed by people for uh, inviting her to her birthday party or whatever. You saw that clip, right? There's some actress who like Ellen's like, you didn't invite me to your birthday party, and she's like, uh, I did, and you didn't go. And it, oh, it's a good. If you I don't if, know what you're I, talking about, if you about. like awkward celebrity moments, just look for oh, Ellen's birthday. I did see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was this Ellen. recent? Yeah, like a year or two uh, ago. It was happening when everything else with yeah, Ellen with being Ellen's taken down. down was that? Yeah, Ellen's yeah. had a the bad Ellen, work. Uh, Ellen was run behind the scenes. I tell you what, as soon as they closed down her ride, it all went down. That's right. Another episode someday. Ellen's, it, was, it was like a Horcrux or something. Ellen's <laughs> en- yeah, Ellen's had a job. <laughs> <laughs> that animatronic. Well, she saved the animatronic. Did she? A fake one. She talked. I tell about you what, she showed it on the show, and it was like obviously. You got to make a Horcrux. Don't put it in a Disney park. Who knows? Unless it's in the sci-fi. Yes. Yeah. be good for at least ten more years. Camel right. is fine. Yeah, <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> Billy Campbell's just scattered all over the Hollywood Studios park. Are those, He's safe. Are those people who are supposedly actually making the Rocketeer sequel going to go in? They're like, hey, we need that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yoink. I can't believe how good condition it is because it is just sitting there. They are yeah. literally just sitting out well, there. Well, the jetpack's almost in, is in reach. Yeah, isn't someone's got to be like dusting them off every so yeah. often. Like I said, I'm not a thief, but if I was, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of because they also have like. PV's like schematics for the object, like yeah, one they put out of his pocket sweet. at the end of the film. I'm like, oh, this pretty good. slip that out, break the glass, slide it down. Yeah, good to go. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. AJ. So, so who's next? I'm next because I swapped with you, remember? That's right. And yeah, because you guys wanted the holidays. I want the Christmas episode so that I can talk about one of my favorite Christmas movies, 
The Santa Claus. Ooh, that's a good idea. Mike, you're, you're now uh, uh, attached to that film's legacy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, You've been memed. Meme. Uh, oh, that's well, pretty good. Me and, my, me and my one friend, Dan, if he's listening, we, we would always <laughs> quote that part where they go to Denny's and his son, and his son it's, like, it's like the worst Christmas ever. He's with his dad and they're separated and it's awkward and he burned the turkey so they're at Denny's and he goes to the waitress like, oh, I have a chocolate milk. She's like, we're out of chocolate milk. Plain milk's fine. <laughs> I don't know why, but we just quote and well, you just randomly said that when you were sad in your other. That was podcast. just like one of the things I say. I would have said, yeah. and then somebody like meme. They like inserted me into that. Well, there's scene. a perfect pause, and you look so sad. And yeah. yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Plain milk's fine, yeah. but we'll talk about. I might even talk a little bit about the sequels, which. Um, uh, but uh, we, well, I remember okay. liking two there's at the time just because like they brought qualities. back so much of the original cast, and where they couldn't, they did a really good job recasting yeah. like the kids. Well, like, three, I'll tell you what. Last year was the first year where where we really watched them just because of the on the. Christmas movies and three had some good moments, some mm. decent moments. I've never seen three. They did bring back. Yeah, they you're did fine bring back uh, uh, not Niles or Niels. What's his name? Neil. 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 He's in all of them. I don't know why. Judge as a, as yeah, a, as a kid, He's I thought his name was Nails, so I always yeah. have to think about that a Beatles, little bit. Beatles, like in Back <laughs> to the Future. Nobody calls me chicken. Yeah. <laughs> but our Sorry, si- I'll leave that one. To well, three has a really cool like time traveling thing, oh, and that oh, part I like. You just like it because it's a. Bla- it's basically a blatant ripoff of. Um, it's a wonderful yes, life. Yes, and it's I the, love It's a Wonderful Life. Well, yeah, sure, you should. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful Christmas store. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. Tying it in there. In that Rugrats episode with uh, Chucky Fixer. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so that's what we'll be doing next week. That's what, That'll be our Christmas episode. And that's going to be our last episode of 2021, if you can believe it. Wow. That'll be our 30th episode also, if you can. Oh, well, 30th wow. numbered episode between the point fives. No. And we'll do a point five before then. I don't know yeah. about Ooh. what. We should do... You know, other little restaurants in that area? Maybe, or? uh, because cool, primetime can be its own episode at some yeah. point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll, well think no, of well, no, primetime of the park. That's not 90s. 89 is, border- I'll tell you what. But the half I, episode I, can I, be a little. At some point here, we're going to get borderline with 89. <laughs> 90s-ish Disney. 90s-ish Disney. There you yeah. go. We put ourselves in a hole. Now nah, we, we still have plenty of <laughs> yeah, to We've go. got lots of material. <laughs> Don't worry. The park stuff is going fast, though. <laughs> yeah, we need to maybe back off it a little bit. I don't know. Uh, it's well, the most interesting. Hey, we got movie next week. That's right. That's right. Next week. Next month. Yeah, no, yeah, we know what you mean. All thank right. You. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And thank you still again for the incredible support we got on our Beauty and the Beast episode. That was uh, a fantastic It's episode, our fastest growing episode ever. So we appreciate you. That was so much fun. You helped a lot. It was good stuff. I feel like I, I can't believe that I learned things about Beauty and the Beast from our show. Yeah, that you didn't know. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Good stuff. I just I just remember like listening to them. I was just like, I, I okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> this new. is good. <laughs> this is great. I did not know that. Uh, so yes, go to 90sdisney.com, 90sdisney.com, where you can find past, present, future episodes of the show and subscribe on the podcasting service of your choice. Uh, I, I've learned that I can embed polls and questions Ooh. if you listen to the show on oh, Spotify. Ask, ask everybody, 50s primetime or 90s? We'll do, we'll do that poll, and I'll ask you for your favorite memories of being at the uh, Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater restaurant. So awesome. uh, if you're on Spotify, please check those out. And, uh, 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 speaking of polls, by the way, our point five. Oh episode, yes, yes. What the heck? Our point we five. We all three agreed. No, Grand Floridian won, no. and then all of a sudden, these random people I mean, online, I listeners, agreed, Chris, I agreed mathematically that it won because you two voted for it to my one for Polynesian. But the yeah. people are with the people me. Have spoken. The people are with poor, poor contemporary. No, contemporary and. And Grand were there neck good. and neck. I was surprised. I'd really, I, again, I used to love contemporary. I feel like these days it's upside is a little lower, but sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think a lot of people still think of Grand Floridians being a little snobby, which is fair. Yeah, it's fair. Polynesian's very chill. It very is, it is very chill. 
Uh, and if you just want to email us, 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. 90s, always. Yes. Always, always, always. <laughs> always. So thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you had a happy Halloween and uh, get ready for Thanksgiving if you're in America. Otherwise, have a nice November. And we'll see you next time right here on 90s Disney. As far as I'm concerned, Christmas season starts on November, November 1st. 1st. Merry uh, Christmas, as everybody. We, <laughs> as we go and watch the uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> finally. Uh,